Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. back once again bread and circuses podcast i am rooster here with a very tired looking crow hello how you doing i'm very tired <laughs> no good reason for it either because i think i had a good night's sleep really didn't work real hard today either really no nope. are you saying that facetiously a, or no had a uh, had a alcoholic beverage okay before i came over one i shouldn't have done it okay so well i've noticed you're very gray lately yeah I stopped using the uh, the adjust for men. Really? Yeah. Okay. You trying to look more distinguished? Yes. Or you find you getting yes. carded too much? <laughs> I just got carded again at, at a uh, Applebee's. Yes. No, no, it wasn't Applebee's. It was a, a Mexican, like a Mexican chain restaurant. What's, I don't know what they're called. So the town I live in, um, we there's a restaurant we go to a lot, Mexican place. And we went on a Tuesday and they had a sign up that said you know it's taco tuesday so everybody goes there um we're like two people in the restaurant at like 7 30 a night and uh they had a sign in the door that said can't serve alcohol until wednesday turns out they got busted for serving a minor <clears throat> but so did like 10 other restaurants around them so i wouldn't be surprised if places are it's funny though to go overboard and ask for id from somebody who was obviously um over 30 yeah you know so, I mean, just like, I'm like, obviously like 32. I remember reading a story years ago where uh, somebody, some woman was like, she walking into a bar and she says, uh, it was a social media thing. She said, uh, I was all excited that the guy didn't ask me or I didn't have my ID. And the guy goes, oh, smile for me. So she smiled and he goes, ah, you can go in. And she said, she was like, that was, you know, and then she realized, receding holy gums. shit, it's, crow, it's crow's feet. Oh. When I smiled, he could see my crow's feet. I thought it was receding gums. <laughs> big horse teeth. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> big AOC teeth. That'd be funny. She goes, oh, you checked my crow's feet. He's like, what? No, it's <laughs> your horse teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we got three things I want to get to. First one is a little more about Rogan, which we talked about last time. There have been a few more developments. So, uh... Uh, Rumble, that, you know, right wing, that extreme right wing site, Rumble. Mm, yes. Uh, they offered Joe Rogan a hundred million bucks to cut out of Spotify. Yep. Which I don't think, I don't know if they have the money for. I assume they do if they ask or offer. Um, and I just don't, Rogan doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would jump for that money. But, you know, Spotify is getting more pressure. And part of it was they caught Rogan saying uh, dropping the n-word like 30 times over the last 10 years or whatever half the time he's quoting stuff did, did he quote the uh, hard r nigger or the nigga i think it was the hard r okay so i'm gonna be canceled pretty soon yeah you are so my question is if you like uh if you sing a if you sing a kanye west song are you you just gotta stop if you're you racist you'd be like so i went down there and mm, <laughs> you just gotta stop and freeze freeze frame you know, I, I, I watched uh, Tatum said that. I couldn't tell you from Kanye right there. Yeah, there was a Tatum video talking about this Rogan thing, and he's like, man, you should never have apologized for this. I Yeah, I I can see him apologizing for the N-word stuff just to get people off his back. Yeah, but that's the last thing you should do. We've all learned at this point that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. I And even if he like legitimately feels bad, like he said, I watched it, and I was like, oh, that, that's not something I'd do now. I get it. I get that you feel that way. But your response was stupid. Yeah. So, and, I, and everybody knows at this point. Trump even weighed in on it when he said, he "said never apologize to these people." When he said, "This is the hardest thing I've ever had to apologize for publicly," it was like a little over the top, buddy. Yeah. You just should have said, "You know what? I used that word in the past, and I shouldn't have, and I regret it, so I won't." I wouldn't even have went that far. Just like when Matt Damon did with faggot. You yeah. know, he said he had been accused of using that word, and he was like, "Oh wow, you know, I." I, I've taken that word out of my vocabulary. Even his sort of sucky-uppy apology was better. So. Yeah. I mean, if you say it that way, it actually isn't that bad. Uh, you know, I just don't like saying it, so I'm not going to say it. That's it. And, and then you're done. It's not even an apology. You just go, yeah, that was the past. 
And, uh, you know, I don't say anymore, so we're done. By the way, did you listen to Matt and Blonde this last week? No. So, um, they were talking about that and how you can't use that word anymore. You'll be canceled and all that stuff. And, of course, Blonde just drops one, you know. And Matt's like, oh, there it goes. We're done. They were talking about how the the East-West Shrine game, which is the college football sort of all-star game, the star of the game was a Navy midshipman called Diego Fago. F-A-G-O-T. Oh. <laughs> and they, said, they played clips from the East-West Shrine game about you could hear the uh, announcers trying to not say faggot. So they go, that's Diego Fago, Fagio. <laughs> and then the one, guy, the one guy goes, oh, that was an amazing hit. He goes, Fagio's really bringing the wood today. <laughs> <laughs> and Blonde goes, did you, did they really say bringing the wood? And Matt goes, I think he's just trolling everybody. Yeah. But Matt said, now, if this guy goes to the pros... He's going to be canceling careers left and right. Yeah. He said, especially if there's a guy named Niger. Oh. <laughs> Niger and Fago. <laughs> oh, that would be – oh, I love – that's going to be my uh, – my when I have to uh, check into a low-rent motel and use a fake name. Niger Fago. Niger Fago. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, so, anyway, I don't – I still don't think Spotify is going to – gonna bail on him but neil young's doubling down now he's appealing to the uh employees that he's like saying oh you yeah know he's a he's a sad old sack of shit well so here's what i found out he doesn't own his music yeah so yeah. he can't so he's just talking out of his ass he can't pull his music right. that um so david crosby who mm -hmm. was in crosby stills nash and young um said he goes well yeah i'd love to pull my music too but i i sold it <laughs> he's like i can't yeah. Um, so then I found out, do you know who bought most of Neil Young's music? BlackRock. <laughs> they fucking, they're into everything. And guess what else they own? About 8% of Spotify. Okay. So I got a feeling they're just going to go, sure, Neil, we'll pull your music. And they'll wait six months and put it back on there. Yeah. BlackRock is like, I don't know, they, they basically are into, they got their little mitts and everything. So. Well, in a way. This is actually good because they're not going to work against themselves, you know. So it, it's just interesting to see they're, them going so hard after Rogan because they just believe he's uh, he's you know this right wing nut job, and he's the farthest thing from it. He's got some pretty liberal views, and I, I don't know the fact that he is capitulating. He is telling him, "Well, I'm going to change the format of my show a little bit. I'm going to have more, basically saying I'm going to have more." of the status quo voices on my show. It's like, there's enough status quo in the mainstream media. You don't need to do that. You don't need to tell them, well, I guess I got a lot of reach. Yeah. But the mainstream media has way more reach than you do. Still, they still do more people hear what's spouted the propaganda and lies about a mainstream media. And they, they think that's the truth way more than what people that listen to Joe Rogan. Do you think he's really going to do that? Or do you think he's just saying it? He might be just saying it, but I, I just think the whole appeasement thing is, is way off base. You can't do that anymore. Well, so Spotify has pulled, I've heard the numbers anywhere from 71 to 113 episodes. Yeah. They sort of pulled on the... On the they did that when they first signed him up. With Alex Jones, yeah. Yeah, well, Gavin McGinnis, all those shows. Yeah, but um, so I guess Milo Yiannopoulos slid under the radar. Well, the Gavin one was obviously taken out because Gavin brought up the fact that uh, that Somalis have a lot of um, birth defects due to inbreeding. And uh, Rogan's like, no, no way. And then they looked it up and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you say uh, Rogan's got a lot of pretty liberal views. I don't know if he's got near as many as he used to have. Yeah, because even he, like the dope smoking stuff and the drug stuff is more like more conservative. So like, yeah, we don't care. So Jocko Willink came out defending him. Good. And it was really good. And Jocko's like, you know, the guy said he's sorry. He goes, are we living in a world where you can't say sorry anymore? He goes, I think we are. We're living in this this world where people say, I'm sorry. And everyone goes, too bad. And they double down. He goes, Joe's a good guy. He, you know, likes to work out. He drinks. He smokes more pot and takes more drugs. And I'd like to see him and do yeah. and drinks a little bit more. He goes, but, you know, good guy, takes care of himself, takes care of his friends and. And uh, he apologized, let it go. And then Jordan Peterson was on a, a podcast I haven't seen before, some Canadian guys. And he had just been on Rogan. And he was, uh, when I saw the thing, the story about 
that I read about uh, Rogan that said, yeah, he he uh, constantly has uh, right wing conservatives like Jordan Peterson on there. You don't you've never listened to Jordan Peterson. You have no idea what he's because if you knew him, you wouldn't say that. Well, you're initially the rock supported him and then pulled his support every he started getting attacked. Yeah, I know. You know, I uh, I used to have way more respect for Dwayne Johnson. I mean, even if even if I don't agree with you, if you pick a stance, stay there until you've been until you've been like shown that it's wrong. Well, he says I've become educated to his complete narrative now kind of walking back. Whatever. Yeah. That's what his PR people told him to say. Yeah. That's because he was getting, you know, and I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm I'm not, uh, I'm not happy with that either. Well, Peterson's point was, and he said, look, uh, I know what it's like to take a bunch of flack. He says, I spent 18 months just getting beat up over this and you just have to wait it out. He says, just hunker down, wait it out. And he goes, guess what? You come out better on the other side. He said, so Joe should just deal with it, take the incoming. And he says, I bet you at the end of this, um, he's got 20 million followers or 20 million listeners of podcast. He goes, wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think that's right. You got to stand strong, you know? Yeah. So, and people say, oh, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. Everything is easy to say. Easier said than done is the dumbest phrase ever because everything is easier said than done. Yeah. So. Except she sells seashells on the seashore. You still, I mean, if you go there and collect a bunch and sell them, that's, that's difficult work. <laughs> Takes a lot less work than learn how to say that. So, um, so yeah. Any other thoughts on that one? Um, I think you should take the rumble money and move over. I, I think, I think uh, it's, it's more money than God. So it doesn't really matter. I wonder if Spotify is sort of hoping he would, cause they can't afford to like, uh, I've heard they can't afford to fire him because they don't have a hundred million dollars. Right, and so if if he switched over to Rumble, they would they'd lose out. I mean, people people would stop listening to Spotify to follow Rogan over and start doing Rumble. I would think not well, but, all of them, but a lot of them. And that's the thing in this world of sort of fifty fifty, you know, where so I saw uh, a survey that said basically fifty five percent of people on Spotify don't give a shit. You know, they don't care. They like Rogan. They'll keep listening to him. And like another 20% were like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. And then the rest of it was broken up between people who are like, yeah, you know, he said stuff, but uh, I didn't really hear it. And and then other people were like, yeah, I meant to switch, but gosh, switching all my playlists over would be a pain. Well, it's just like I really want – how long ago, a year ago, I said I was getting rid of Facebook. Never did. Stopped really using it, but I didn't get rid of it because I want to save – pictures and yep. posts and stuff and it's a long it's a big process it's a lot of work and i haven't had time but i you got to do it i, I just well, don't you better do it before facebook goes away because <laughs> they've been taking a beating yeah, lately yeah so i gotta get there i think i'm gonna try to do it this weekend yeah their stock's down like 30 so. percent and i do like messenger so if you get rid of facebook i think you're i think you're out of luck with messenger too because it's tied tied to facebook yeah there's some 14 uh, year old girl using your name who keeps sending me tiktok videos <laughs> Is she sending you political TikTok? Yes, political <laughs> TikTok weird. videos. Yeah, it's you think it just be dance crazes or something? Yeah, or, or makeup tutorials. Have you seen that uh, that commercial with the Allstate, the Mayhem guy, or whatever? Is it Allstate? Whatever. Yeah, we should. It shows somebody progressive. Cra- it's progressive, I think. No, it's not progressive. No? It shows him somebody watching him because he's doing the latest TikTok craze on like a video. Oh. He's doing a dance and the guy's watching him. So he crashes into a car. Yeah, I, think and, I saw that. But he, the line he uses, he goes, this is the latest craze. This video is going to get tens and tens of views. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it, Rogan is really sort of uncancelable because even if he loses 80% of his audience, he's still going to be the biggest draw per, per uh, broadcast whether it's his podcast or whatever, then anybody will be. And he should just, yeah, who's it? Somebody, oh, the same guy on uh, whoever was hosting uh, Jordan Peterson said, you know what Rogan should do? He should, uh, he and Elon Musk should bail, start their own social media service and get Peter Thiel, the guy who helped set Facebook up, you know, get him to come do it. That'd be cool. Yeah. But Thiel's probably had a lot of money in Facebook at this point. Mm-hmm. So who knows? He's got to know when to jump ship, though. 
Yeah. I All of those things. I saw an article that showed uh, the top 10 sponsors of the Super Bowl like 15 years ago. They're all out of business. Yeah. Circuit City and all these. I mean, it, the whole list was people that you knew that just went away. Is MySpace still around? I think it's there. But it's like you think somebody could just use the infrastructure from that and just go, you know, I'm buying it. We're going to make it big again. I like the name better than Facebook anyway. Well, makes more sense. Who's the guy on MySpace that he would be your first friend? I was oh. never on it. So like Tom or something yeah. was his name. It was like the, one of the founders or something. So yeah. Tom would always friend you right away. Some meme that showed him just going, hey, still here. How you doing? Yeah, I never did a, a, a MySpace. So I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the layout was just cruddy. People didn't want to deal with it. I, I don't know. Well, everybody's on Instagram now. Yeah. So whatever the younger generation is. Is Instagram owned? Who's that owned by? Facebook. Okay. They bought it for like a billion dollars. So the TikTok's still Chinese owned, right? Yeah, and TikTok's kicking both of their asses. Yeah. So. Um, all right. On to the great honking. Yeah, we, being we called. promised to look into this. and, and uh, So I've done more research on this than I have any other topic Good. in the 176 episodes we've done previously. Nice. This one. Or 77. Whatever. 177. Okay. So uh, the way this started out was some pretty minor restrictions on Canadian truckers coming into Canada. Now, I may have this confused about... It wasn't about COVID uh, vaccines? It was. Okay. But it was... Um, and it, I'm a little confused about whether it was Canadian truckers coming back into Canada or coming to the U.S. or whatever. But it was. I think it was coming back into yeah, Canada. Yeah, Canada is really bad when it comes to so, people in with COVID. Well, you find out they're a lot worse than you thought. So... Canada's been super restrictive. I mean, damn near fascist. Oh, yeah. In their whole thing. By definition, by the way, um, you look up fascism and look at what they were doing. It's about the same. So um, the the truckers were like – the big objection they had was – and like 95% of the truckers are vaccinated. But the objection they had was uh, a couple things. Their vaccination status was and health records are being tied to their license plate. So there were truckers, this uh, DJ Richter guy, I think, or Dichter, the guy who sort of started it. And he admits being a political guy. He ran for office somewhere in Canada, but he's a trucker now. He says he pulls up and he pulls his card out and the guy at the border says, I don't need it. He goes, I scanned your plate as you were coming up. I got it all. And he was like, well, that's not cool. Um, But the other thing is for the truckers who don't get vaccinated they had to have a positive t- or a negative test which doesn't seem like a big deal but that takes time these guys need to be on the road for 14 hours or whatever it is they do and they have to get as much mileage in as they can because the farther they drive the more money they earn you know the more deliveries they can make so testing wasn't always convenient and it wasn't always quick and so it was making it tougher for these guys to um to do their trucking. So basically they said, nope, we don't like this. We're just going to protest. And the government sort of responded by calling them all sorts of names. And as Tucker Carlson pointed out, that's what crumbling regimes do. They don't fight you with ideology uh, or ideas. They just label you. So they're trying to other them. You know, they're Nazis, white supremacists and all that. Um, even though there's like guys who are Jamaican, there's Sikhs there. Yes, yeah. I mean, they're, they're coming right up to cameras for the media and saying, look, I'm, you know, I'm Indian and I'm standing here with my, you know, my brothers and everything. Yeah. So um, every chance the Canadians, the Canadian government has had to double down on this, they double down. Yeah. And people just in general, were reaching a point where everybody's fed up. And what you get when you have one person stand up and say, all right, I'm taking the heat. Um, You generally get someone who's like, all right, I'm with you. It's that I'm Spartacus moment, you know? Um, And so people are coming out and supporting these truckers. They're bringing them food. They're bringing them fuel for their trucks. They're setting up bouncy castles for kids to play. And it's, it's like a big deal. And I understand that in Ottawa, which is the uh, biggest, city in uh, Canada, I guess, where the capital is. And these guys are right outside the parliament building and everything. And they're blowing their horns all hours of the night. Okay. Well, uh, Tim Poole was saying he doesn't feel sorry for the people after you hear the horns. He says, because you should have done something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I. I this is the result those of the people. If you those voted people for. are getting mad, don't get mad at the truckers. Get mad at the fucking government. Yeah, for making this for a lot, for making this get to this point, and then people go, "Well, you, that, did you say it about BLM when they burn shit down?" I go, "That's a lot different." Uh, destroying property and murdering and beating people is and starting fires is not just causing an inconvenience. Well, I, well, what about the ones that stand on the freeways blocking the freeway? There, there, there's a chance that you're going to get killed and or or cause an accident doing that. That's bullshit. That's not a comparison. Well, listening to Buck Sexton today, he goes, "Look, I'm going to admit some hypocrisy here." He goes, "I don't like people blocking highways." He goes, "But it's different." He goes, I, he goes, so I'm, I'm mildly hypocritical on this one. He goes, but fine. I am. I'd, I'd like to tell him he's not. Well, he's not, he's not returning your calls. No. So ever since you, you know, send yeah. him that, that really uncomfortable lover letter. Oh, and well, you didn't hear about the panties? <laughs> uh, I sort of heard about it, but <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so he, uh, he said, yeah, I'm being mildly hypocritical about this, whatever. Um, so now the government has said, well, we're going to have your trucks towed. And to the credit of all these truckers, they're like, this is something BLM doesn't do. Uh, they say, we understand there's consequences for what we're doing. If we block the highway, we can be arrested for civil disobedience. Okay, we'll go. And they're not complaining to someone about getting their, their, um, you know, record expunged, like the. The BLM activists, well, this is pre-BLM, but the uh, race activists who paraded around the Mall of America and did all, they wanted their record expunged. Something Martin Luther King did. You know, he said, look, you do the time or you do the crime, you do the time. So the cops were going to, they said, well, we'll tow your trucks. So they started calling tow truck companies around there. And the tow truck companies, for various reasons, went, nope, not doing it. Yep, good. Either they said, hey, those are our brothers. We're not doing it. Or one of the guys said, look, I got a small tow truck company, and I've had multiple people anonymously call me, saying they're locals and saying, hey, are you going to help tow trucks? And he's like, no. And they're like, good. You know? And uh, they're not saying, they said, yeah, we'll still use your business. So they're not like threatening him. They're threatening to not use his business. Which, yeah, you can perceive as a threat, but then. Then you have to admit as someone on the left that boycotting a business, telling telling Spotify to get rid of Joe Rogan, yeah. that's the same thing. So uh, now they said they're going to confiscate fuel. Yeah, people are bringing fuel to the truckers to keep, their, keep them warm, basically keep the trucks running, keep them warm. And uh, now the police are confiscating fuel. And they said anybody who brings fuel and food to them is going to be arrested. Mm-hmm. So people started bringing tons of empty fuel cans, yeah. like thousands of yeah, trolling them, just trolling the cops. So I saw a video recently of about six cops around this wheelbarrow full of fuel canisters they'd confiscated. And they're surrounded by about 50 people. And it happened really fast. And none of them are threatening the cops from what I can hear on the audio. But they're saying, get their names and badge numbers. And these cops are looking around like, shit, this was a bad idea. Um, but you know, I'm sorry, as much as I like cops, if you are one of the cops who's doing that and you, and you don't agree with it, but you're doing it to keep your job, fuck you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's a point you've where got you- the, you've got the force of the government. Um, it's a different thing than you have to have a higher standard. You can't, it's like an Auschwitz guard saying, I was just following orders enough with this shit. Yeah. I mean, you you, there's a point where you just have to. You have the threat of force on your side, the government threat of force on your side. You have to have some high standards, some some ethics. Well, I've got a friend who we're going to have a, as a guest in the podcast soon. He's a cop, <laughs> and he said, "I, you know, I told him the same sort of scenario when it came to this Sheriff Hutchinson yeah. rolling his car, and um, they sent drunk a, as shit, drunk as shit with his gun, um, had you know." Lying, uh, trying to blame another person for driving all yeah, kinds of shit. I mean, shit. all sorts of stuff. Anyway, he, um, he, the, this reporter who went and investigated it got, uh, harassed. Yeah. A cop came to her. Yeah. Now the report, if you read it, was the cop sort of saying, I don't really go along with this. I was telling my yeah, friend, he was nice and polite, but it doesn't matter how polite yeah. you are. So my friend goes, that cop's a piece of shit. Yeah. And this is one cop to another one. He goes, I don't care. And I said, well, okay. Benefit of the doubt. He's worried about losing his job. And he goes, no, we've never had more control and more autonomy as police 
to say no to stuff like that than we do right now. And he says, because they don't want to see their good cops leaving. Yeah. He goes, if that cop had some balls and said, no, I'm not doing it. It's like the uh, Australian cops that go and, you know, go and knock on the door of the woman who posted something about going to a, uh, a rally. And they go, yeah, did you post this? Well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're under arrest. Those fucking cops are, sh- are pieces of shit. Well, I think I talked about this, the one video of the two cops that came to the guy's house. And they're like, did you post this? He goes, none of your business. And they go, he goes, look, you're you're here because you think I did it. So whatever you're going to do, do. Yeah, because I'm not going to admit to it. I'm not going to talk to you. And the female cop was like, well, we're just asking. He goes, fuck you. And the male cop in the back was like, just tell us. And he goes, I'm not telling you shit. Yeah, more they have to stop being this this fake politeness. Is yeah, he goes, why are you crazy. in my house in the middle of the night? He goes, either either I did this or I didn't. He goes, do what you're going to do or get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, and you don't see much of that. You see more, like this crazy, weird politeness on both sides. But you, you need to see some pushback and you need some of these cops need to either well, fuck off or they or they or they need to back up back uh, back the play of the regular people. Well, so in all of this stuff with the Canadian truckers, there's a there's a guy they're interviewing and they're saying, so what are you going to do? He goes, I'm staying here no matter what happens. They go, uh, well, what if they say they're going to they're going to take trucks now? They're going to confiscate them. He goes, go ahead. He goes, take it. He goes, I've lost everything He goes, I can't make enough money to feed my kid. He goes, this is this is out. Excuse me. It's out of hand. Yeah. He goes, what else is he going to do? He goes, I'll stay here for a year if I have to. How many of those people do you need in a situation like that where the government keeps ratcheting up the pressure before one of them just goes, that's it, I can't take it? If you've got those you've got those 50 people surrounding those five or six cops with all the fuel and someone in that crowd let, – so let's say no one in the crowd of 50 people intends to harm those cops. They're just like, get their badge numbers and all that stuff. And two people in there jump out and assault the cops. How many people out of the 50 do you think are going to jump in on that? I don't know. But at this point, they're very much trying to keep anything like that from happening. Because they understand the PR nightmare that is. And there are agent provocateurs already on video trying to start shit that are not part of the convoy but are there. There was one guy. They got video of him. And he's like, this motherfucker is in here trying to rile people up. And he's got a microphone in his scarf trying to get people to say stuff that this guy's a fed. He goes, so he's showing the picture and he's like showing it to this podcast or this, um, the streamer. He's going, let everybody know this guy right here. Don't talk. Don't talk to him. Don't listen to him. Don't, don't hurt him, but don't let him be part of this. We already drummed him out of here. That shit happens. Oh yeah. And, and, and talking about this guy that said, I can't feed my family. You know, it's, it's what am what am, what am I supposed to do? This is what Trudeau, Trudeau thinks of him. Um, Oh, now it's not. My video is not going to play. Damn. Well, yeah. Trudeau basically came out and said they're fascist, Nazis, racists, everything. Just on and on and on. And uh, to Clay and Buck's point today, when I was listening to them, they said, how many Nazis really are there anymore? I mean, they're not even viable. You, you couldn't fill a minor league baseball stadium with them. So they, there's none. Yeah. Uh, play. I mean, not of any significance or what. what yeah. But Trudeau calls these guys uh, a fringe minority and un- with unacceptable views. So this whole but, thing- but but he but he also went on to say, I support other other um, um, protests, including BLM. Fuck you, you sack of you nutless sack of fucking shit. Yeah. So uh, he um, well, when this started. You know, he talks about a fringe. When this started, 39%, January 29th, I think was the first day, 39% of Canadians said they were in favor of this whole thing. It's now 54% and growing. So less than two weeks, you've got Canadians start to turn on their government. And there was one guy, um, well, this, uh, this guy leading the group was being interviewed by Matt and Blonde in their podcast, and he said he's heard from inside, he admits it's hearsay, that Trudeau is just hoping for violence because he's hoping that something would happen so that he can send the cops in, clean this up, and say, see, see, they are bigots and racists and all that. Yeah. This is insane. And all they want is the restrictions dropped. They just want to go back to life as normal, you know? 
Well, did you? And then we got to talk about what GoFundMe did. So uh, there's a fundraiser. GoFundMe uh, is a fundraising um, site, and I've known we knew we talked about this a long time ago. How they're very, very left, very liberal, and they'll shut down any kind of right, right leaning um, GoFundMe, anything political. Anything yeah, just like uh, that, you. Yeah. Streamlabs, is that what YouTube uses? Yeah, and then there's other ones, but but these guys have been real shitty from 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 get from get go. Um, but uh, from Alpha News, GoFundMe nukes Canadian trucker fundraiser refuses to distribute donations. Uh, they cited police reports of violence and unlawful activity as justification. Well, they're basically just the government saying, "Hey, shut the, shut this down." That's all. That's all that happened. Well, what's the excuse? You know, they're just doing unlawful things. You can't have that on there. Uh, so. It was, they refused to distribute donations, and they said, following a review of relevant facts and multiple discussions with local law enforcement and city officials, this fundraiser is now in violation of terms of service. Uh, The decision to terminate the fundraiser follows calls from Ontario Premier Doug Ford for truckers to end their protest. Um, He goes, it's not a protest anymore, it's become an occupation. It's time for this to come to an end. Uh, given how this situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities chosen by the Freedom Convoy 22 or uh, 2022 organizers and verified by GoFundMe. So they're basically saying, you know, we're not going to give the money to the truckers, but uh, we've got a list of, of verified people that we think are good charities that they can donate this money. Fuck off. Yeah, you're, you better give that money if you're not if you're gonna freeze it. and You're not gonna give it to the to the um, the convoy. Then you better fucking refund it back to the people. So again, I'm trying to find this guy's name. Uh, I can't remember. It's DJ Richter or Dictor. He's um, again. He's basically the guy who started this whole thing. He said um, that GoFundMe said if you don't tell us, um, <clears throat> if you don't tell us specifically to refund your money we're going to give it to whatever charities we want well ron DeSantis now in florida is looking at having the state sue him for fraud because it is you know yeah so gofundme is backing off but this uh, canadian trucker guy said someone told him who's familiar with how these payment systems work what you need to do is process a charge back so you basically go in and say yeah, I'm charging this money back to GoFundMe, so they have to pay 15 bucks hmm. to handle the chargeback. Yeah, and he said if they do that with all of the with all the stuff they put in, it's something like 60 million dollars. Yeah, Ted Cruz is calling for an FTC probe into GoFundMe for shutting down the fundraiser, but I mean, what's that going to do? Well, I just I don't understand how anybody thinks it's okay to do that. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't like what you did, so they're just going to give the money to someone else. I mean. It's theft. It really is. So now it looks like uh, GoFundMe's in some huge trouble. Um, you know, now there's going to be even more people who don't use it. And now this Give, Send, Go has raised $5 million for the truckers. And they're like, hey, we'll send it wherever you want us to send it. So, yeah. I mean, uh, this is another case possibly of get woke, go broke. GoFundMe might go under through this whole thing. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they do too. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the the left having so much fucking financial control over what gets done and said in this country. It's ridiculous. The the small minority of fucking loudmouths on Twitter have way too much fucking control over over who gets you know vanished or who gets you know um, disappeared from social media um, and who who gets to keep their job or not. It's too. It's it's ridiculous. Well, so Sunday morning, <clears throat> got up with my wife and had the ABC News, whatever their morning show is. Uh, and I think it was Martha Raddatz on there. Was it? I think that's her name. Anyway, uh, she's on there. And um, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to watch this and see how much of it I can stand. And do you know what they talked about pretty much the entire hour? January 6th. Yep. All the other shit going on in the world, all they could talk about was January 6th and how the RNC censured uh, Cheney and Kinzinger um, for basically trashing Trump, which that's a political move. Go ahead. Yeah. So then I had to go travel Monday and Tuesday for work, and I stayed at a hotel that uh, 
um, a lot of the channels for news weren't working. It was a, something with the cable company and Discovery wasn't working. And so I wound up switching back between MSNBC and CNN just to see what news they were covering. Guess what they were covering? January 6th. January 6th, though. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, just be done with this. And then uh, Stephen Hayes on MSNBC, he was doing this whole thing about, can you believe the Republicans? You know, they say they won uh, so many state houses, and they're going to gerrymander all of these election areas to give them the win. I'm just like, bitch, yeah. this happens all the time. The Democrats have never done this? You're, you're honestly thinking the Democrats have never done it. Yeah. And he said, uh, he slides in, well, it's, you know, uh, it, it does look like uh, the president's policies might wind up costing him the House, too. But gerrymandering these evil bastard Republicans, you know. Yeah, but this, this uh, what is it, ballot stuffing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's okay. That's just fine. Yeah, even though it's been declared constitutional, yeah. unconstitutional. Yep. So, and then they had, uh, they said, and recently the Supreme Court upheld um, a uh, Alabama thing, uh, some Alabama they overruled a, and that was this thing. They overruled a federal district judge. Well, that's what the Supreme Court does. That happens all the time. You don't mind it if it happens when they do it for Roe v. Wade, you know, or something like that. Doesn't bother you when a state gets overruled by Supreme Court. You know, it goes your way. You're fine. So, but they would not go into how this, how this was uh, um, disenfranchising black people. It's just like it didn't go the way we wanted, so it's disenfranchising black. Well, like let's hear some analysis. Why? You know, yeah. convince me. Don't just tell me I'm racist. Yeah, and then there's yeah, I don't know. Uh, with this uh, trucker convoy too. We we're talking about the agent provocateurs. There's also did you see the images of the the guy with the uh, co- uh, Confederate flag with a semi truck in the middle of it? Mm-hmm. And then I suppose there was another one with a with a Nazi. Swastika flag. Well, this uh, this Canadian trucker leader, when Matt Blonder interviewing him, he said, yeah, the guy with the, the uh, Confederate flag, he says, we saw him. We told him to get the hell away from us. And he said the guy with the Nazi swastika, um, he goes, it was fake hate stuff because, it, like, the swastika was drawn wrong. Yeah. And he says that guy was in a whole nother parking lot. He wasn't anywhere near it. And he says there was a guy taking his picture who goes, uh, he says, he looked uh, amazingly similar to uh, Trudeau's personal photographer, <laughs> like the government photographer. <laughs> yep. He goes, in fact, could have been his twin. Yep. So, I mean, it, I have a hard time believing that, and it's hearsay, that Trudeau wants violence. But then you hear all these other things and you start to go, maybe they do. But the point of the whole thing is... All they got to do is drop these restrictions, and they won't do it. Yep. They're doubling down, tripling down, calling everybody racists. If you take away these people's livelihood or you damage their livelihood, and then you send the cops after them and you call them all these names and everything, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. You only need a small amount of these people I'm, to go I, nuts. Well, I mean, uh, January 6th proved it. You've got this Epps guy that, that was rabble-rousing and, and whispering in a guy's ear five seconds before he decides to breach a barrier. I mean, it, it works. Well, didn't you say you saw some video now that's been released of Ashley Babbitt that was... Yeah, supposedly right before she climbed through that kind of the busted window, she was telling um, the the guys that were doing violent acts and like, like hitting the, the windows and hitting the doors to stop. She was trying to, and then she, and then you could, I guess someone that was there said she realized she was in a bad situation, was trying to leave, trying to get out. Yeah. Got shot in the neck by a piece of shit. Yeah. Was proud of it. Oh, he's a hero. He's, a, he's, he's called self-described hero. Yes. Yeah. And uh, was well within the use of force. Yeah. For him to shoot a woman. But, you know, him. you know, he's in a, not going to suffer any con- consequences for that. Well, when a black cop shoots an unarmed white woman, that's okay. But when a white cop shoots well, yeah. a black kid who's armed, it's oh. not okay. Well, even the guy that shot that woman in, in Minneapolis, the cop, the Somali cop that shot the Australian woman. Yeah. The unarmed in her pajamas. Um, he just got his sentence way reduced. Yeah. So, you know, um, he, well, I mean, he had some consequences, but it's like, oh, it was just too much. Yeah. Well, I mentioned this uh, black cop shooting or a white cop shooting a black kid. So Amir Locke 
in Minneapolis here. There are more protests over this. Um, and I'm generally the optimistic one of the two of us, but I think, I think Minneapolis itself has gone over the edge. It's going to take 25 years to recover from all this yeah. stuff. So Amir Locke is a black kid, what, like 20 years old, supposedly clean record, um, visiting a friend that police SWAT team serves a no-knock warrant. It's all on video. Shows them they have a key from the super or the Body camera footage shows the whole thing. They open a key at 6.48 a.m. Wednesday. They entered and shout, police, search warrant, hands, get on the ground, kick the couch, where Locke stirred from under a blanket with a gun in hand. Then an officer shot Locke three times. And you can you can plainly see the gun. Yeah. And so, you know, they said, oh, this is just another case of uh, cops trying to kill a black kid. And nobody's asking a bunch of questions. First of all, I don't care that the kid had a clean record. You point a gun at a cop, you get shot. I told my son, I said, if you pointed a gun at a cop in a situation like that, if you popped up off that couch holding the gun, you'd get shot too. They wouldn't be like, oh, it's a white kid. It's okay. You know, because they're yeah. not, they're not going to wait. But hundreds occupied the streets of Minneapolis over the weekend demanding accountability. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. So, and I do, I do have problems with no knock warrants because it does, we've seen people who, you know. Yeah. When they got the wrong fucking address. Yeah. Or people who get swatted. Yeah. You know, people get shot sometimes. Look, if you have a gun for personal protection in your home and suddenly at four in the morning, somebody, and I realize this was at 645 or whatever, somebody kicks in your door and comes charging through your door, you're going to, you're going to be roused from sleep and be like, hey, was that, did they say police? Yeah. And a lot of times they'll do flashbangs, fuck with your, your hearing. I mean, you're not going to know, even if somebody yells police, that's a, you know, that can be a, a, a gang that's just doing that to throw you off and give them extra seconds to start shooting you. I mean, you don't know. So yes, that's that's not a good. I don't. I don't. There's probably some situations where they're where they're worth doing, but um, this I'm, guy. This I'm guy, sure. I'm sure there are reasons for no knock warrants. Uh, Fry says no matter what information comes to light, it won't change the fact that Amir Locke's life was cut short. To ensure safety of both the public and officers until a new policy is crafted, I'm is- issuing a moratorium on both the request and execution of such warrants, the no-knock raids. Um, and this is Jacob Fry. But, but he goes, no, yeah, no matter what information comes to light, it well, yeah, I guess it won't cut the, Yeah, his life was cut short. But it's like it was probably his own doing, his own fault for being in a situation where the, he was in with some fucking dudes that for some reason the police decided they needed to do no no knock raid that wasn't it wasn't just uh you know selling um lemonade without a fucking um without a permit they didn't say you know what let's go mess with some black kids maybe we'll get to shoot one of them and the fact that he was holding a gun under that blanket i mean that's that's just odd and people say well he has a permit to carry i don't care i think he has a permit to carry in texas I think that's where he's, wherever he's from, he has a permit to carry, but I don't think that state necessarily has reciprocity here. So interim police chief Amelia Hoffman said officers were executing a search warrant at, at, uh, in a St. Paul homicide investigation. So it was a homicide investigation. So he's hanging out with people who may or may not have killed someone. Right. Uh, he wasn't listed on a search warrant, so he was just standing there. And this is the quote from the interim police chief. These events unfold in seconds, but the trauma is long lasting. Hoffman said Thursday. I'm under no illusion that processing this video will be easy. It won't be. It shouldn't be. There are wrenching. These are wrenching videos to watch. They're painful, but it's necessary. Yeah. Officers don't want to shoot people. Oh, except for white cops. They want to shoot black. See, they did rock, paper, scissors and drew straws before this to see who was going to get to shoot the black kid. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nonsense. But, you know, this is this is the lawless kind of bullshit that these these were the city's coming to. It's like uh, they they're told and they think they can do whatever they want. It's escalating. And then when cops get involved, they have no, you know, no, no hesitation to pull a fucking gun on the cops. Right. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Well, but let's, let's give all the benefit of the doubt in the world. Let's say he didn't know that his friends were into shit like this. I'm not buying that, but let's say he didn't. Um, He didn't know that they were cops when they came in. Okay, fine. He may have been deaf. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. If you pull a gun on cops, you're going to get shot. Well, did you see that video? A little aside here. See that video of the uh, cop 
uh, it was at a motel and he cornered a guy in between like, you know, the stairwells in between the units that go up and he got called on this guy and he goes up to him and he goes, Hey, hey what's happening? And then the guy pulls a gun, kind of like has his back turned to the cop, but he clearly pulls a gun. You see, this is from the cop's vantage point with his body cam. The cop's like, Hey, hey, hey so that, that's a gun. He's like, yeah, rookie, what you going to do? And the cop doesn't pull his gun. And he's backing up, backing up. The guy turns around, comes at him, starts pointing the gun at the cop and, and, and going for the cop's gun and saying, no, nah, you ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do this. He's like, I'm not pulling my, I'm not doing it, sir. And then finally stumbles on some steps, pulls his gun and fires like up in the air at the cop. It's like, these cops are terrified to pull their gun on a guy with a gun in his hand. Ugh. It's it, it, it was so frustrating to watch that video. There was uh, one that Brandon, Brandon Tatum did of a, uh, and it was a black cop and a black guy. So this cop shows up to what he has heard is like a domestic situation or maybe someone selling drugs or whatever. And there's this guy on the phone walking away from him. Black guy's got the big puffy coat oh, on I've seen this. and a hat on. Yeah. And he's walking away and the cop's like, hey, we need to talk to you for a minute. And the guy's like looking over his shoulder at him and he's like, you know, whatever, just looking at him. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Turn around, put the phone down. And he does this for like three or four minutes, follows him for like 50 yards. And the guy finally turns right around, pulls a gun out of his pocket and shoots him. And he hits him because apparently he's hit pretty badly because he managed to stagger back to his car. And he's like, I really need help. And but I mean, he pulled his gun then. And but Brandon Tatum's like, look, you tell a guy who's got his hands in his pockets to pull his hands out, hang his phone up. But he doesn't do it. He goes, you got to put your hands on that guy, yep. you know. And I mean, this wasn't a white guy doing it to a black guy. It was a black yep. guy with another black guy. Yep. You got to do something about that. And yeah, people say, oh, it's easy for you to say when you're not. Yeah, I'm not. But I also haven't gone through the training to do all that stuff. And we're just making cops afraid to do everything. You know, like the one we talked about, that big fat white cop who got shot or got run over by the black woman. Didn't she shoot him too? Yeah, she shot him. She didn't run him over, but she could have. Yeah. Uh, he ended up like on his knees, you know. He's kind of laid there, like. Yeah. Ugh. And Brandon Tatum's like, he should not be a cop. He's out of yeah. shape. He's afraid to pull his gun. And yep. He said, um, "Yeah, she could try and run you over right there." Yep. So, do you have something else? Well, there's um, a couple stories. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Uh, doctor said a six-year-old needs the COVID vaccine. Now he has myocarditis and can't walk. You hear about this? No. Uh, this is from Alpha News again. Six-year-old Milo Edberg. Uh, was alert and walking in early December before he got the COVID-19 vaccine. Now he's confined to a hospital bed, diagnosed with myocarditis, unable to walk. And this poor kid, you see him just tubes and ventilating, all kinds of stuff all over him. Um, He uh, was given the COVID-19 vaccine on December 10th. Two days later, he was back in the hospital where he remains, unable to even swallow. He was perfectly fine, and then he wasn't. His mother, Carrie, told Alpha News. Milo's life has never been easy. Born uh, a micropremie at just 23 weeks, he battled chronic lung disease his entire life. Uh, despite his struggles, he learned to walk, and his mother said he was alert and expressive in early December when the doctor at M Health Fairview Masonic Children's Hospital decided he needed the COVID vaccine. Uh, he was in the hospital for a port placement to help with some blood sugar issues. That was considered minor surgery. Went well. And she said she didn't want him to get the shot, but um, only three Minnesota children under the age of 10 have died of the virus since the coronavirus pandemic began two years ago. Yet his doctor said that he was a special risk of having a severe case. And well, talk, he, you know, I mean, he probably was. But you don't hear, but you won't hear this stuff. No, you won't. And, and it, you know, saying that blanket kids should get it. No, no, they shouldn't. Yeah. So, and I just thought I'd bring that up. There's also um, the Johns Hopkins study showing lockdowns were futile. Did you hear about that? That that didn't happen. And there wasn't a study from Oxford that said the same thing. Uh, Corporate media ignores it. CNN, NBC, MSNBC, ABC, CBS failed to talk about it at all. See, that was the other thing that I noticed when I was watching MSNBC and CNN. They didn't really bring it up. Now, I will give Jake Tapper some credit. He was uh, going after this... uh, it's not Rachel Walensky. It's another. It's another doctor, uh, Asian gal. Um, she's with, but she was one that was uh, two months ago was saying, "Hey, look, if you're not going to get the COVID vaccine, then you shouldn't be able to participate in the freedoms that yeah, the rest that. of us yeah. have." So anyway, now she's like, "Yeah, um, we got to get the masks off these kids because you know 
And and she's like, and, you know, till such time that there's a problem and, you know, we could bring the mask back again. And so Fuck off. Clay and Buck were like going, this is their whole playbook now is, oh, shit, there's an election coming. And no one take responsibility for this. Just say, see, we stopped, you know, uh, because they don't want someone to get hung over this. Yeah. And they want to be able to use that option again. Yeah. And they don't want to have this this uh, Johns Hopkins report because this is not fringe, you know. And uh, so the, from Daily Caller, mainstream media outlets have not reported on recent John Ho- Johns Hopkins University research showing that lockdowns and other government mandates only reduced COVID mortality by 0.2%. I'll bet you that Johns Hopkins was, uh, uh, the, he was a racist. He hated <laughs> yeah, slaves. John's, John's, he, John's yeah, he hated black people. Yeah, he was a slave owner for sure. Yeah, absolutely. While so, this yeah. meta-analysis concludes that lockdowns have had little to no public health effects, they have imposed enormous economic and social costs, the study concluded. In consequence, lockdown policies are ill-founded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. If you read that report and it's long, there are parts of it that say, um, you know, it's like 0.02% that uh, wasn't that uh, basically that was the effect it had. That's the best it did. They also say in there that there are lots of things that people do, you know, to sort of counteract the argument of, well, imagine how bad it would have been if we hadn't worn masks. Yeah. And the report said in a pandemic, people modify their own behavior anyway. So even if you don't say put a mask on, a lot of people will be like, I'm going to work from home, you yeah. know, or I'm not going to the grocery store or, you know, I mean, remember when people were wiping down their groceries and leaving them outside in their garage for 72 hours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all of that turned out to be bullshit. All of it. Everything, everything, every fucking thing that Anthony Fauci told everyone to do was wrong. Yeah. This whole thing about it couldn't have come from a lab. That's wrong. Yeah. I mean, there are now virologists. Oh, that was a fucking lie, straight up. There are virologists and epidemiologists coming out going, yeah, there's no, there's no trans, trans. Uh, that was him covering his ass. But they're, they're saying there's no host animal. That this would have gone through. Right. It just it doesn't go for bats to people. Yeah. It doesn't do it. So, you know, they walk you through the steps. They talk about how the the uh, uh, virus itself is constructed. They're just like, yeah, this is this is man made. Yeah. You know? And I'm still on the I'm still on the I don't think China did it on purpose. Like let it out on purpose. No, but they developed it. Right. With help from the United States. With help from Fauci. Yes. And now they're doing this. What's the? There's a lab in North Carolina. They do this stuff too. Gain yeah. of function research, which by they're the way, they're not supposed they, to. Yeah. Now they've changed the definition of gain of function. Yeah. You know, just like it changed the definition of anti-vaxer. Yeah. You know. Or ADL changed the definition of racist. I know. So, um, but that lab is notorious for having lab leaks. Yeah. So you basically gave a kid who likes fire matches to play with. Look, China is obviously. They do all kinds of nefarious shit. Let's talk about the Olympics a little bit. But they they are obviously developing bioweapons. Yeah. And or trying to. I and, wouldn't be surprised if we and, are too. Yeah. and they But they, they got – they're well on their way to creating some sort of super virus that will get, get rid of their, their weak and their infirm and elderly so that they can population control that way. Maybe it was just for them. But once uh, – but they either let, let loose early – or, or it wasn't quite finished, or it didn't have the uh, the racial genetic component they wanted, where it was doesn't affect Chinese people, it just affects the rest of the world, kind of thing. I be- I totally believe that they're they, they are willing to do that. They are fucking evil. See, what I'm worried about is um, uh, bioweapons on a, a nuclear sort of scale. In that you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if you launch nuclear weapons, you you can't survive the counterattack. You know, there's just it's the mutually assured destruction thing. It, it's going to happen, okay? If you launch a bioweapon, that stays over there. You know, it doesn't destroy everything. And if the other side hasn't developed an effective bioweapon to use against you, then... And the problem know. with this fucking virus that makes me think it was it was being developed as a as a as a weapon was is the fact that there was um, asympt- asymptomatic spread. And that there was, you know, people that that would carry the virus for two weeks, not know they were sick, and spread it. That's like the perfect way to to get. You can't stop something like that from spreading, right? 
and that's that's intentional. So I agree. Yeah. Well, um, this thing with the Olympics, so they're putting uh, anybody who tests positive at the Olympics, they're putting them in a quarantine hotel, and these athletes are like, it's miserable. We get the same three meals every day. A Russian, a Russian weightlifter over there is crying. Like, I cry every day. <laughs> yeah. So they get um, uh, plain pasta with some, they said, some orange sauce. Um, got something else. And uh, no no greens, no nothing like that. That's the same three meals every day. And yeah. these people are like, this is awful. So, But Pelosi told them, you know, you got to mind your P's and Q's. Don't, don't down talk the Chinese. It's probably not bad advice. Yeah, at this point, they shouldn't even be there. Absolutely, they shouldn't you know? be there. But uh, but that just shows her true colors. Then you heard about the uh, the Uyghur that they had light the torch. Did you hear that? I heard that they had one or light the it. flame. Uh, supposedly they said we have Uyghur athletes. We're not we're not uh, we're not disappearing Uyghurs or using the slave labor. We have athletes, and they have this Uyghur show up and light the tor- you know with the torch and light the flame, and then failed miserably at whatever sport. It, I can't remember what the sport was but failed miserably and then kind of just disappeared and nobody's heard said nobody knows nobody can find this this athlete nobody knows what happened probably gonna be in your dog food in yeah. a few weeks so um that's i mean china owns the biden family and you we're not gonna get any pushback while we have biden and and his cronies in office it's 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 doing the bidding of china well i don't know where you see that uh, the biden family is owned by china I mean, there's no evidence to that. They're owned by more than China. Well, there's no evidence. <laughs> Iran? There. Did you know they just gave another what, how many twenty five billion to, to Iran? They didn't know why well, they didn't give it to them. They unfroze assets. Yeah. But and they're like, "Well, it's their money. Fuck you, it's their money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not their money. It's just like the uh, dead of the night uh, of uh, pallets of pallets cash. of cash in the planes that well, it went was Obama their money. Was, yeah, God, light it on fire. I mean, yeah. you can't – if you're not cynical about uh, about American government now, then you're just not paying attention. Well, and everything's going bad for Biden. I mean, everything domestically is terrible, right? Uh, I mean, even the stock market, which had some records, has had – it's basically floating in this, you know, 100 up, 100 down kind of territory every day. But – so it's not really doing anything. Um, but I'm – you know, although the one thing they did cover uh, besides uh, January 6th and all the stuff I watched was, uh, you know, all this stuff in Ukraine that's going on. You've got the leader in Ukraine going, hey, calm Clear down. Jets. Stop yeah. ramping this up. You got Macron from France who goes, hey, I talked to Putin and he's not going to do anything. Yeah. No, I don't necessarily believe Putin. Right. But the more I watch this stuff, the more I feel like, you know, Biden is trying to have this boogeyman so we can go after Russia. You know, all these damn Russians. Hey, Joe, how about we worry about what's going on here? Yeah. And I still think, you know, I'm I'm going to side with Putin on this one. I'm sorry, because if, it, you know, so the NATO, which yeah, Ukraine doesn't belong to. Right. And he, Putin says, I do not want Ukraine to yeah, be part of it. He's like, NATO. I don't want them. I don't want them there. Yeah. And imagine if Mexico said, hey, we want to be part of the Warsaw Pact. Yeah. We'd be like. Uh, fuck you in the Warsaw Pact. And Mexico went, and you know what? Texas used to belong to us. So, you know, I don't know how that's different. And I've given that example to a couple of friends on the left, and they're like, it's different. And I'm like, how? Explain it to me. Like, why would Mexico join the Warsaw Pact? I'm like, come on. Think about it for a minute. If you had someone on your border who was being uh, supported by your enemy at the time, I don't know, like Cuban Missile Crisis, maybe. Yeah. You know, I feel like we are pouring fuel on this fire. I understand that we don't want Ukraine invaded by the Russians, but people get invaded all the time. And Ukraine is, I mean, isn't it like very corrupt? I don't know. That's what I've heard. I heard it's like it's one of the more corrupt uh, former bloc, Soviet bloc. Countries. Well, it's certainly uh, as a friend of the Bidens because it was paying them all sorts of money. I want to do a quick story. We haven't done an Infowars story in a while. Okay. But uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, the headline is Clown Olympics. Canadian hockey team wears masks for entire game. And a Russian goes, not enough oxygen. So they uh, they go, uh, uh, 
there was a match between Russia and Canada. Players were forced to wear face masks out of fear of COVID-19. Players were first told that the game had been suspended before learning it was only postponed for 65 minutes because the Russian team's COVID test results had not been available. Since multiple Russian hockey team players tested positive for COVID after Saturday's game against the U.S., the Canadian team was nervous about playing the team without verifying they were all COVID negative. This sounds like a bunch of trying to get their strong players off the field so they have a chance. The International Hockey... It's a rink in hockey. The International Ice Hockey Federation decided if both teams were masked, the game could continue. When the test results were turned at halftime, showing all Russian players were COVID negative, the Ruskies took off their masks, but the paranoid Canadians kept theirs on for the remainder of the game. Do you know why? They were trying to protect those Russian athletes. <laughs> it, uh, we figured... We've already done it for two periods, Canadian forward Natalie Spooner said. So it's a women's. Was it women's? Okay. Yeah. Why not just keep being extra safe for one more period and make it thorough? And then the other one said, no, no, folks, you didn't. Russian (laughs) forward Alexandra Vafina said, and that's exactly what she sounded like. So for us and for Peter, we're pretty hard, but we adjusted. Um uh, Vafina joked that defeating a hockey powerhouse like the Canadian team is difficult enough without having to wear masks. Instead of admitting how ridiculous the notion of athletes masking up during competitions is, the left rallied around the Canadian hockey team as some sort of pro-mask heroes. Liberals are mocking anti-maskers for not being able to handle a face covering while briefly shopping while the hockey girls were able to win an Olympic match. So... There you have it. But I mean, meanwhile, kids are passing out left and right when they're training for whatever sport they're in in, in schools because they're fucking huffing their own, you know, O2. Well, that uh, that doctor that I was referring earlier, not I don't know her name, Rachel Walensky uh, wannabe. Yeah. She was saying uh, she's saying, you know, the science has changed on this. Just like we know that if you wear a mask, you're protected. I'm like, are you really going to say that shit? Well, according to Meg, the Meganing on Twitter, Canada's women's hockey team beat Russia 6-1 to one while wearing N95 masks the entire time. So get that piece of cloth over your little bitch face, bro, and get that shitty freedom convoy back to Alberta. <laughs> she had to put that in there, too. These fucking Twitter bitches, I swear. And I'm talking men and women. Oh, how many they of deserve those, out they deserve like a pimp slap hard. How many of these people do you think would go to that up to that convoy? When oh. you just said, Hey, you know what? Just walk over there and tell uh tell that guy, you know, call him a little bitch. Well, here's the thing. They know actually that these guys would be gentlemen. So they Wait. probably would. I still don't think they would. Did you hear did you see that an uh, an anti uh, a member of Antifa drew, drove into some of these uh Convoys ran into three people and ran over the foot of a broken ankle of another guy. Didn't um, happen. Yeah, there's pictures. The, they won't let you see uh, show it on on YouTube or anything because you know it's violent. Can't show. Can't show that. No, they just don't want you to see that. There's a, an actual Antifa, like like literally Antifa member, forty one years old or something. like and that. And it wasn't a political protest. It's a, it was a hit no. and run. And, and the picture, the freeze frame picture, shows him rolling over the ankle of this guy in a, in a vest on the ground, and he's. In his little car with his mask with his on. his mask on. <laughs> That's all I have for today. I, there's got to be, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of violence, but when some of these oh, masked am. up anti, Antifa people are out there, there needs to be, and I know the Proud Boys did this, but they hung around and talked to the cops. Yeah. And that's, that's where they. Just, they thought they thought they were doing the right thing, and they were. Yeah, but the cops weren't. But these people th- keep thinking they're not going to get tuned up. You yeah. know, don't tell me you're not a fan of violence. You read all the Jack Reacher novels. <laughs> a lot of his, a lot of things are, are solved with violence in those books. A lot of things are. A lot of things are solved <laughs> and with a violence. Pri- a prime series now too. Yeah, I hear it's good, so I'm going to have to watch yeah, it. I, I'm on seven out of eight episodes, and I, I'm enjoying it, but it is kind of cheesy. Which is fine. You know what scares me off about it? Uh, knowing myself is I thought, well, what's it like? You know, is it a couple episodes and you're like, oh, no, they released all eight. And I'm like, I'm going to have to find a time when I have eight hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know if I sit down at eight o'clock at night, I'm going to be going to bed at three in the morning. You yep. know, yeah, that's how it is. That's how I am. So. All right. Well, if you want to contact us, uh, you can go to the Facebook page and uh, see whatever rooster, uh, whatever uh, memes roosters dropping. Is that how we say it? 
Sure. And I then, think that's what the kids say. Yeah, and then sh- shoot us messages through there. I think you can message us through uh, Yeah, through you can. Um, you can send me uh, all sorts of uh, funny TikTok videos like uh, Crow's always doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, And some of them might even make it to the page. That's my, my, teenage, uh, my female teenage alter ego. That uh, gets tens and tens of views. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll take your topic suggestions there and your feedback and all that. Uh, please go there and share and like and all that stuff. And, again, uh, we would appreciate reviews on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, it helps boost the algorithm and get us out there for more people. See you. Bye.